The text for our baccalaureate Sunday, our graduating seniors, but I hope a text for each and every one of us, whatever stage of life, comes from the letter to the Hebrews, the epistle to the Hebrews. Really unknown who wrote it. It was written about 65 AD, but here's the background. For now 30 plus years, 30 plus years, those who were, for lack of a better term, Jewish Christians, were awaiting the return of Jesus, the second coming. They had been certain it was going to happen any day. And now, after 30 years, they were wondering. They were becoming weary. They were becoming worried. However, in this passage, there's a phrase of the great cloud of witnesses, and Mike already referred to it when he spoke to our graduating seniors. You, we, are all part of what makes us the great cloud of witnesses. It is the evidence of God's love, the place at which we discover that, and it is discovered in us. From the letter to the Hebrews, as they awaited the return of Jesus. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every worry and let us run the race with perseverance, the race that is set before each of us. We will look to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken a seat at the right hand of God. Consider the one who endured such challenges so that you, you may not grow weary or ever lose heart. This ends the reading from the letter to the Hebrews. And may these words, which once transformed the disciples' hearts, transform ours as well. In a moment, I'll offer a prayer, but I do want you to know that this opening image, graduating seniors, is for you. I added it in the last couple of days, but it's an image that your parents may have heard once before, because I did share it at another time. But will you first pray with me? Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each of our hearts be offered humbly and faithfully. Amen. So, my wife's family owns about a 110-year-old, really scary, big old lake home. I mean, built 110 years ago, as I said, by the turn of the century, and that means for us old-timers, the 20th century, not the 21st. And one night, when my son was young, about four years old, and my daughter Jess was about seven, and our younger daughter was only two, we arrived late at night. We were the first ones to get there. And the electrical system was always confusing. You could never find the light switch. And of course, we arrived in this scary old place in a thunderstorm. And my son Peter stood at the base of the stairs because our room was on the second floor. And we looked up, and at the landing of the second floor, there was a window. And outside the window, every time the lightning flashed, you could see the 100-year-old oak trees threatening in the window. And we stood down there wondering, without the light switch being found, what were we going to do, right? And Peter looked up at me, and he said something was really wise for a three- or four-year-old. He said, you go first. <laughs> and so slowly, and with my own 
anxiousness. I started up the stairs and I heard Peter's feet quickly behind me and he took my hand, caught up to me, and we rose up the stairs. Well, you see, right? As long as someone went along with him, he had the courage to walk into the unknown, even to follow someone into the darkness, even when you have to, into a storm. I mean, I know of a pastor who tells of a similar experience, and he concluded that what's the great hunger, the great hunger of the human heart, no matter what our age, the great hunger is to trust. To trust that there is some power, some spirit, some love, waiting to take our hand and walk with us into the shadow of the future. Now, you heard the passage from the epistle to the Hebrews. And those words, as I said, were directed to Christians who were facing an uncertain future. And they had sort of expected the future to unfold with Jesus returning. And it hadn't unfolded as they expected it to, which is sometimes what the future does to us. And so despite their hopes for Jesus' return, he hadn't. So the future, as it often seems, was a little uncertain. I mean, most of you, most of us of any age, know that likely what tomorrow will bring, even probably what the next couple of months will bring, but in general, the future is mostly unknown. And so, they wondered. They wondered what to expect. So given all their worries about the future, the person who wrote the letter to the Hebrews was thinking, I think of our graduating seniors, thinking about what would give them courage, what would give them the strength to continue on into tomorrow, into the fall, into the years beyond. What would give each of us the strength to move boldly into the future without fear? I mean, in a sense, what would give them the courage to climb the stairs, sometimes even into a storm. And maybe they were reminding us of what Peter asked me about who would go first. And that's why the letter talks of a great cloud of witnesses. Not only has Jesus gone first, it says, but many graduating seniors have gone before you as well. Your grandparents have gone before you. Your parents have gone before you. You have older siblings, perhaps, that have gone before you. A great cloud of witnesses, all of whom Mike referred to as love you and think of you and will pray for you. But here's what I think those who have gone before you may have discovered, and maybe if they could put it into words, these are some of the things that those who have gone before have learned. And it's Maya Angelou's words who sum it up. I mean, they're beautiful. And she said, I've learned. I've learned that no matter what happens or how bad it seems today, life goes on and it will be better tomorrow. She also said, I've learned that you can tell a lot about a person. This is wonderful. You can tell a lot about a person about how he or she handles three things. A rainy day, lost luggage, and tangled Christmas lights. Don't come to my house around December 7th. 
She also said, I've learned that regardless of your relationship with your parents, you'll miss them when they're gone. I've learned that making a living is not the same thing as making a life. I've learned that whenever I decide something with an open heart, I usually make the right decision. I've learned that even when I have pains, I don't have to be one. I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. I mean, those discoveries, those learnings, are part and parcel of the human condition. And I think what they remind each and every one of us is that every night when we lie down to sleep, there will either be more kindness in this world because of us, or there might be less. And so your calling as disciples of Christ is this, to increase the abundance of life around you. Graduating seniors, there will be people that you may lift up by your presence. Try never to put anyone down. But in the end, not just for our graduating seniors, but for every one of us, each day the choice is ours. But whatever comes next, you can be sure that you have already been called by God to be a part of this great cloud of witnesses, called by God and one another to live and to magnify the, for others the abundant and loving life in Christ. And the reason we are called to do that is so that when you come to the end of each day, you may rest well, knowing that there is more life in this world because of you. That is your calling. That is what it means to be part of the great cloud of witnesses as followers of the one we call the Christ. And may it be your calling wherever life takes you. But remember, you climb the stairs of your future, not alone, but joined in hand with a great cloud of witnesses, but also joined by the hand of the love of God. May it be so and blessings on your journey. Amen.